0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we have Mark Stavropoulos. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, you? Good, good. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, and again, did I pronounce your name right? Did I get it? Yes, that was correct. All right, good. Yeah, I've been stressing about that. (laughs) Um, All right, man, so let's go ahead and kind of get right into it here. So what is the name of your facility, and where are you guys located at?
2: So the name of our facility is Amherst Fitness. Um, we're, We're a personal training studio in Amherst, Massachusetts.
1: Okay, got it. Amherst, Massachusetts. All right, cool. And how long have you been in
3: business?
2: Uh well, we've been in business at that location for uh about 10 years actually this year.
3: Oh, um,
2: nice. but we kind of changed names um because I had bought out my previous uh business owner business partner. Um so we were going under the name of a different business, but I've been in that location for 10 years uh this year.
1: Oh, great. Awesome, man. Congratulations on that. So yeah you've got three years on me i'm i'm seven years in the gym business so you got me by a few years there um awesome yeah so how long ago did you uh buy your your old business partner out
2: so um it it was at the end of 2019 um and basically the i signed the lease for the business took over um all the equity of the business starting.
1: oh i think you kind of cut out a little bit there
2: oh okay um so sorry about that. So um, right. basically at the end of 2019, um, I had made arrangements with my business partner. I you know, bought out the rest of the equity of the business and we went ahead and changed the name. So we started doing business under the name of Amherst Fitness beginning January 1st, 2020.
1: Okay. Awesome, man. And so, I'll, you know, obviously, you know, you had no idea what was, what was coming up whenever you did that. So Yeah. How have Indeed. you guys navigated uh, through through everything?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's been a journey, man. Um, you know, when I had, uh, just to give you a little background, when I uh taken over the business from my partner, we had, and we basically had four close to full-time personal trainers working out of those two spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit uh, end of March of 2020, when we were forced to close down and then uh, basically transition into virtual training, uh, what we're doing here on Zoom. So uh, we tried our best to just keep our clients going um, on Zoom for the time that we were closed down. And um, it was a difficult time. Um, I would say, you know, overnight, we probably lost more than 50% of our business. Mm -hmm. Not everybody uh, really wanted to transition to do the, zoom training. So it was a challenge. Um, but we just did the best we could. And, um, you know, we, we made it through, but not all the trainers, um, really wanted to continue. I think they took more of a hit. Some, some trainers took more of a hit than others. Luckily I was able to kind of make it through and keep most of my business. Um, you know, when we were able to open up again later on that summer, but unfortunately, yeah, but unfortunately for some of my other trainers, they had lost too much of their business and they were forced to basically move on to other professions entirely. So um, because of that, we basically went down, like I said before, from four close to full-time trainers, basically down to myself. Um, and uh, at that point in time, I realized I don't need two spaces anymore. Um, it, I wasn't very optimistic that the other trainers were gonna come back anytime soon, kind of you know, being in contact with them. Um, so I, I had to make the decision in June of this year to downsize from two spaces into one space. Yeah. So basically, um, what I did was I just consolidated, uh, my equipment, kept the best of both spaces and, uh, continued operations out of one. Um, and it was just really myself at that time. I had one other trainer who was doing a like very, very minimal hours in the gym, but had kind of really uh transitioned most of her, her business into virtual training and decided mm-hmm. she wanted to continue doing that. Um I still was very interested in growing the in-person business, so I continued doing that. And um you know, here we are today trying to uh kind of get back to where we were, uh you know, before the uh, before we got locked down, but instead of two spaces, one space.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey for you. Um, I think a journey is an understatement, you know, as far as that goes. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing about it, and I'm not going to say COVID was a blessing in disguise, but, you know, from two facilities to one, a lot of times that can be a blessing in disguise. And, And the reason I say that is because, you know, when you have two places like that, like, you know, we only have so much attention. So you're having to put attention here, put attention there. And even though like it can run smoothly, like you're always trying to put out fires, especially if you're working in the business. So now, you know, the cool thing for you is you only have one area to focus on. Right. And you have the best equipment. I mean, you know, the best of both worlds, like you said. And like this Mm -hmm. is your main focus. So it kind of takes a little bit of stress off of you when you look at it that way.
2: Absolutely. You know, that was a question a lot of my clients were asking me. They were saying, you know, are you upset that you had to close down, you know, the other space? And I told them, I said, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little upset that I did. But uh, on the other hand, I'm kind of a little relieved um, because like you're saying, you know, when I had those uh, other three trainers working full time, I was dependent on them and their business in order to make those two spaces work and operate efficiently but now that I have one space I'm just depending on myself um I'm totally fine out of that one space I don't have to rely on those other trainers Mm -hmm. and worry about you know if they're you know you know if they're going to decide to go a different way um so in a way it's a little bit of a relief but in a way I do miss um you know having that kind of environment that we had before but you know what we just had to kind of adapt and uh and you know make the best of it and that's where we're at that's where we're at today
1: yeah and that's a good point you know just adapt um, pivot as everyone's kind of saying right now you know you just have to take what you're take the hand that you're dealt right and just you know and just play it the best you can and the the good thing about it is you know I think one thing you know clients ask all the time like are you sad about it um you know one thing and it may not be a relief completely that the spot's gone because yeah, there, there was some attachment there. It was your business. And I know like, you know, even though it's, you know, there's nothing you could do. I know the way I would be like, you kind of see that as a small little failure. Right. Um, but, but really when you look at it, sometimes it's like you're relieved just at the, that it's resolved. Like, it's not like, you're not in limbo anymore. Like, do I keep it? Do I not keep it? I mean, at least now it's settled and you know exactly what you're working with.
2: Absolutely. It was a very stressful time last year um, because there was just so much unknown. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we didn't know when we were going to get back to normal. We didn't know, um, you know, who was going to come back into the gym. We didn't know when clients were going to be feeling comfortable coming back to the gym. We didn't know if business was going to return to normal. Uh, there was just so many unknowns, and that caused a lot of stress because I couldn't plan for anything. I just had to yeah. kind of roll with the punches, and um, that was very stressful. Um, and it was a, um, business personally did a, a well enough, and my clients. I'm very grateful to all my clients for sticking with me through the Zoom training. You know, I know it's not ideal, but. Um, they stuck with me and I'm so appreciative of that. And um, now we're, you know, back into in-person training again. Everybody is really excited to be back in the gym again. They love the new space um, and uh, it's working out well. Uh, So I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot.
1: Awesome, man. So like, let's fast forward to today. Um, You know, what's like, what's your business looking like now? Like what services do you offer And, you know, how many employees do you have? Like all that fun stuff.
2: Yeah. So uh, right now, you know, the other transformation we kind of made was, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, we were doing mostly personal training and then we were kind of doing a few different uh, small group classes. Uh, That was one of the, yeah, that was one of the primary reasons for expanding into two spaces is we created one space that was kind of like. A weightlifting room uh, for strength and conditioning, and then the other room was going to be designed for more functional training and small group classes. Um, but when I consolidated, I, I decided that you know we didn't have enough room to really expand with the classes. And um, you know, there's a lot of other gyms that are doing classes a lot better than we are. But our niche, uh, I felt, was really with quality personal training. Really trying to get the best trainers in there to give them. The best uh you know one-on-one experience and helping them uh that we could so i decided that's what i wanted to focus on going forward and not uh focus on the classes so we've kind of uh drifted away from doing classes and focused more on the personal training experience and trying to make that the best that we can um in the one space so right now um it's like i said it's basically myself working full-time um, I brought in one new trainer who's, uh, all the trainers are independent contractors, by the way, they're not, uh, okay. employees, um, they're all independent contractors. So I brought in one new independent contractor trainer earlier in the summer. Um, and he's doing great. He he's, uh, he's really a, a good go-getter. He's ambitious. Um, he wants to work in person. He's, he's, he's new, but he's learning and it's an exciting time for him. So, um, getting him going is kind of my goal for this year to really uh, get his business up and going. So I have another full-time trainer. Um, And then I also have another part-time trainer that's doing a few hours a week, kind of renting the space. Um, And I'm always kind of on the lookout for other trainers who might want to also rent the space as well as an independent contractor. Um, So that's kind of where we're at right now. It's just really myself full-time and then a few other independent contractors uh, renting the space.
1: Okay, got it, man. So as far as like uh, getting new clients in, um, let's talk about like for them. So do you help with the marketing for that or are they responsible for their own clients?
2: A little bit of both. Um, I certainly like to work with the trainers to help uh, do the marketing and advertising. Um, I want to try to help them out as best I can. Um, Certainly over the past 10 years, I have tried just about every advertising technique under the sun, as you probably know. Um, you know I've tried everything uh, and I kind of over the years um, in our town have seen what works and what doesn't work so I could give that advice to them these new trainers coming along because a lot of times they get really excited about an idea and I tell them well I've kind of done that before doesn't really produce the results you think it's going to it sounds good in theory but in reality doesn't actually pan out the way you think it's going to so I kind of provide some guidance to them as far as the marketing goes. And I also do some, you know, basic marketing too. Um, You know, one of the things we've been focused on this year that we never really had before was uh, much of a social media presence. I understand that that's, um, you know, uh, a big thing nowadays, especially with the younger generation. Um, And it's it's, it's a tool that really we've underutilized, uh, mostly because I don't have the time to do it. I'm not really involved in social media a whole lot, so it's not really my area of expertise. Um, but luckily this uh, new trainer that I had brought on early in the summer has kind of you know, spearheaded operations with the uh, social media. He's doing a great job kind of getting that rolling out, getting more involved with the community um, with that uh, platform. And um, I'm really happy with the direction that's going. I feel like we're getting a little bit more connected um using those platforms um and just any other thing we could do with the communities whether it be sponsoring a 5k uh trying to get out in, in the community to to meet other business owners and just in, involved in any way we can
3: uh, uh, is what we've been doing as far as like yeah for sure and
1: yeah that's, yeah that's and and i guess it would you know it's it's good for you like if if you can help advertise with other other trainers, right? Because you're incentivized when they get more clients because they can still keep paying rent as well. And it just helps everyone out that way.
2: Absolutely. You know, luckily I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where um, you know, I, I'm doing like, you know, 40 to 50 hours of training a week. I, I'm pretty slammed. So um I don't really need to advertise for myself. Luckily I've been doing it for long enough. I've established a reputation in the community as Mark the trainer. So everybody, you know, everybody just knows me as Mark the trainer. Like, you know, I've net my network has grown so much over the past 10 years that, you know, if, if I worked with a client or somebody else who knows me, uh, you know, Oh, oh, Hey, I, so, you know, the network is just so big over the years, which kind of happens organically that, um, I don't really need to do a whole lot of advertising for myself. So instead, I'm focusing my attention on trying to help those new trainers grow. Because just like you said, if their business grows, it helps me out and it helps the whole business out. So that's really where I'm focusing my attention is trying to see how I could get those new trainers establishing a reputation for for themselves um, and really getting their name out there. So it will just help them out, which in turn will help me out.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely and like as far as yourself goes like how many how many clients do you have right now like for one-on-one
2: uh uh you know i haven't actually sat down and looked at like how many active clients because it varies month to month you know yeah yeah like people come and come and go people leave people move uh, i'm working with a lot of college students we're kind of you know in a very college based town um okay. so it kind of varies but like i said I- i'm pulling about 40 to 50 hour hours on average a week. And I've been doing that throughout the whole summer. Um, and, you know, it, it, yeah, so it, it, it's a pretty full schedule, um, you know. Pretty full. Yeah. 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 So as, as you can see, it's like, it's, it's you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of the other marketing and, and social media things because I just don't have the time uh, to do it. But uh, I would say between myself and the other trainers, we're probably somewhere around like 50 active clients. Okay. Um, cool. You know, if I were to ballpark it. And like I said, that kind of fluctuates month to month.
1: Yeah. Now, seeing like where you're at now and like where you want to be, like future wise, like do you always want to be doing 40 to 50 hours, like man hours on the floor? Or do you want to scale that back some?
2: I, I eventually want to scale that back. You know, uh, the past couple of years has really kind of uh, taught me that I, um, I have a two year old daughter now. You know, oh, yeah. so, um, being a father has really got me to think about wanting to spend more time with my family and my daughter. and it's, um, you know, so before I was just you know grinding away, you know, yeah going hard to work pain, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, as many hours as I could take, as many days a week as I could do. So uh, now it's like, you know, I like to have my Sundays off, that's family time. Um, basically what my schedule looks like now is Monday through Friday. I try to work as much as I can Saturday. I usually take a half day and then off on Sundays. Um, and eventually I think, you know, when I could get the business, uh, to where the other trainers are, um, using the space more, then I could hopefully try to dial back my hours a little bit more and maybe take Saturday, Sunday off, or maybe I'm doing less hours during the week. So uh, the answer is, is yes, I I would like to eventually scale back a little bit over time. But um, first, I need to get the business to where uh, it needs to be in order to do that.
1: Yeah, man, I I agree completely. And, And that's a good point you made. Like kids change everything, right? Absolutely. When it comes to that, because I've got my daughter, she's 10 now. But when she was born, like, you know, I was starting up actually before my gym, I had a supplement company or a supplement store, basically. So I was starting that, you know, in the first couple of years of her life. And although I was around, you know, I mean, I was, I was home every night, you know what I mean? But, but looking back, I was like, man, like, I wish I could have been there more. And it's like, time is the thing. Like you never, you can never get back. You can't buy time. So
4: absolutely, man.
1: I love the fact that you're looking at, you know, kind of removing your, not removing yourself, but scaling back so you can spend that time with your daughter, you know?
2: Absolutely. You know, like I said, fortunately, I'm in a good position where uh, my business is healthy. And if I could fill my schedule up enough during the day, you know, I'd like to be able to get out at, you know, five o'clock so I could get home to see my daughter before she goes to bed. You know, those things are really important to me now. So, exactly. um, you know, I want to make that time uh, work for me. And in order to do that, um, I need to get the business where where it needs to be. So, uh that's my main focus this year is getting those other trainers getting as many trainers to fill in those slots mm-hmm. uh those available slots um you know maybe we could talk a little bit about that basically the way we have the business structured is our space is not super huge it's just under 2000 square feet you know it's not a big okay. facility yeah. um so basically especially now during times where we're kind of still in covid um really during each hour, a max of two trainers in the space is really uh, about as much as I want to put in there. I want to be able to still keep the space private and make the clients feel like it's a private experience. Um, I don't want it to be overcrowded. I want all of the equipment to be accessible at all times. So we're not like, you know, trying to wait to use something. Um, So with me being there 40 to 50 hours a week, that also leaves an additional slot open for another trainer to be used in that space during that time mm-hmm. um, as I can maximize the efficiency of the gym um, so like I said that's my main priority this year that's my main goal and that's what I'm after yeah man I love it I love it so as far as let's see so we got lead
1: acquisition so like what services do you provide to the client so they come in um, I'm sure like you do some sort of assessment. So, do you do anything like with meal plans? Do you offer any other kind of like remote training too? Like on top of that?
2: Absolutely. We we've kind of uh, naturally adopted remote training, um, as many trainers probably had over the last year. Uh, that's something that we didn't. I, I at least I never really did in the past. Um, but um, when we were shut down, that that was our only option. You know, uh, I did. You know, some workouts kind of like. Outside at a park with clients, um, and then we yeah. just did virtual. Training. It, you know, like I said before, it wasn't an ideal situation, but it kept the clients going during that time. And um, otherwise, you know, they probably wouldn't have been doing as much. So it was it was an okay replacement for the time. Uh, not ideal, yeah. but it it worked, right? Um, so to answer your question, so basically how it starts out is that when we get a client uh, an inquiry. Um, we set up a consultation. Uh, usually, the consultation is anywhere between a half hour, 45 minutes, where we sit down with the client, get to know them a little bit better, um, go over their goals, go over their lifestyle, um, see if it's the right fit for the right trainer, and um, just, you know, come up with a game plan for them and, uh, you know, figure out a strategy to get them to reach their goals. Um, so once we have the consultation the next step is to schedule their first session, which is usually the assessment session where we do a full assessment um, to see what their fitness level is, see what areas of improvement they need, uh, strengths and weaknesses. Um, and, you know, that assessment is really important for, for us, the trainer, because we, we learn a lot about the client and it helps them understand their body and, and the areas of improvement they need. Um, so then we could program the exercise routine to be tailored fit for exactly what their needs are
1: yeah yeah i love it man and that that is one one big thing about it is you know it's not just like some cookie cutter program you know whenever you can customize it like that and get them exactly what they want you know and what they need you know more so than that uh that's that's how you get people to, to stick around you know that's how you make your process you know sticky and it makes it tough for people to leave
2: Absolutely. Uh, You know, that was one of the reasons why I decided we should really just focus on the one-on-one experience of personal training and kind of step away from doing the classes. Um, I personally uh, really enjoy getting to know my clients on a personal level, getting to know their lifestyle, getting to know their choices, and really doing a deep dive to try to help them out in any way I can, you know, beyond just working out in the gym, you know, helping them, encourage them to Dietary advice, um, you know, how to make the right choices in the kitchen to to eat right um, and just all different lifestyle choices, whether it be, you know, working on stress reduction, getting into healthy behaviors, um, you know, any, any way we can. Um, that, that's really what gets, you know, the, the client feeling like they're really making a change in their life. You have to go beyond just the gym. You have to really look at the whole lifestyle and and doing that deep dive and having that connection with the client. I feel really gets, um, gets a change and transformation in their lives and that's what they're looking for.
1: Yeah. Awesome, man. I love it. So we are running out of time as far as our actual time on the podcast. So one question I always like to ask people, um, so in a year from now, let's say, uh, what does growth look like for you? Like, where do you want your business to be at in a year?
2: Absolutely. It's a great question. And you know, the funny story is, um, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast uh this year marks our 10th year kind of anniversary from when we started the gym and when I started the gym it was me and my old business partner and we had another uh, trainer that was part time and we were both working full-time a lot of hours and then we had another part-time trainer who was working a little bit of hours and that operation worked out great um and and that was that was uh really a good model Mm -hmm. so my goal for this year is to get back to that model because i know we could do it uh we did it before 10 years ago i think we could do it again so my goal is to get you know another trainer up to full full full-time hours possibly one or two other trainers maybe filling in the slots with some part-time hours and getting the gym fully utilized um and and that's my goal for the next year and like i said we we've done it before so i think we could do it again
1: yeah absolutely man you can definitely do it again and that that's part of it it's funny how things uh, kind of come around full circle right like you know you started off 10 years ago and now it's like you know you're trying to you know a couple roadblocks couple setbacks but then it's like trying to get back to that um I think you're gonna you know I mean get like from what you've told me and being able just to focus on one location now I think that's more possible than ever now you know just a few tweaks um here and there I can see a couple of things you could you could do to get there quicker but at least you don't have to worry about the other facility right now, (laughs) you know, because could you imagine that
2: right now? Yeah. I would just be stressing every day. And and like you said, you know, I've been, luckily enough, I've been putting more time and effort into making this facility the best it can be. And like I said, the clients love it. Um, I really think it's the best it's ever been in 10 years. Yeah. man. So, okay. You're back there. Okay. Sorry. I cut out again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Last thing I heard was best it's been in 10 years.
2: Best it's been in 10 years. And, oh, and um, so basically now that everything is where it needs to be, I think it's just time to grow now and just get to where we need to be with the business. So I'm excited, looking forward to the future, getting these new trainers, getting going and getting their hours up and uh, see where we can go from here.
1: Awesome, Mark. Well, man, thank you for being a guest on the show today. Um, I had a good time and I know that, you know, what you told us, like the, the uh, listeners will get some good value from it as well.
2: I hope so. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and again, thank you. Uh, the biggest thing that I like about it is, you know, you were, you were real hundred percent. So thank you for that. You know, just, just being straight up. That's one thing we, we really like. It makes for the best content. All right. And for our absolutely, listeners, out, man, and for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please hit the like and subscribe button. And if you are a gym owner and you want to be a guest on the podcast, click the
0: link in the description until
1: next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
5: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with David Woody, the owner of Living Light Fitness in Meridian, Idaho. How are you doing today, sir?
4: I am excellent. How are you?
5: I am doing fantastic. Thank you for being here. We appreciate your time today. Tell us about Living Light. What is it that you're doing there? How are you changing lives in your neck of the world?
4: Yeah, so I have a background in rehab and physical therapy and exercise therapy and I spent a lot of time in that space and then wanted to get people not just better but beyond better and kind of reintroduce them into getting healthy and what that looks like for a broken individual because I kind of had to undergo that journey myself. So I help fantastic um, broken individuals become unbroken and then become stronger. is kind of the idea.
5: All right. So you, uh, you're coming from a place of correction, but realizing that It's not just people who think they're broken or who have had an injury per se, you, you can use that to correct imbalances or just different things that people are carrying around in their everyday lives. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Awesome.
5: There's definitely a lot of people out there that that could use that. So totally understandable. So you've been open, um, in your space about two years, but in your current iteration for about a year, but let's rewind back to when you decided—you know, two years ago—you're going to start training people. That was going to be your job. You're going to do it on your own. What was your plan? How did you think it was going to go? How did you set that in motion?
4: Um, so when I moved to Boise, I was I was still in rehab and looking for physical therapy assistant jobs, and I could not find hardly anything at all. There wasn't a lot of availability in the area and I knew I wanted to like move on and do more schooling and that kind of led to personal training being next. So I got certified right after I moved here, got a job at the rec center and I hated that setup. I mean, I love the people there and I love the rec center, but because it's ran by the city, there was really no incentive to go get clients or to even have clients which so it just felt like I was kind of babysitting the gym so I told my bosses at the chiropractic clinic and he said well dude you should just train people right out of the space heels so I, I started training some clients and it kind of took off from them and there hasn't really been a plan it's just kind of roll with the punches and figure stuff out as I go. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, so you you
5: started off in in the space that you were sharing with the chiropractic clinic, but then uh, an adjacent space become available and you took mm-hmm. that over. So you basically have a an independent, full fledged, you know, gym space now, right?
4: Yes. Yeah.
5: Okay. And about how big of a
4: space is that? Mm, it's like I'd say the actual training space is probably like a thousand square feet it's not massive. It's a little studio gym. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That's a decent, I mean, it's just you, right. You're working yeah. by yourself, you're training everybody. So, you know, that sometimes I wish this was a visual podcast um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I looked at the gym, you got some good websites on there. It's very well laid out, looks spacious for what it is. And, and definitely the, you know, the best use of a thousand or a little over a thousand square feet that I've seen in a while. So has it been a, a big difference for you being in that space for the last year or so versus being right in with the office?
4: Yes, I think it allows a lot more like freedom of scheduling. Like that was the biggest issue we were running into is I just kept like growing and adding more and more clients and there wasn't enough time in the day to do the chiropractic work and the okay. and the exercise in that individual space so having the freedom to schedule has been nice and then also just more room for classes like if i had my semi-private sessions right now about seven people on saturdays so if i tried to have seven in that previous space it would have been really really crowded so it's it's kind of a good size for what we're doing
5: Okay. Yeah. So that, that definitely is is a pretty big improvement. I would say that's got to give you some freedom to grow. And, and you have grown since you've been in that space. What have you done to increase your clientele now that you've been there? How have you gotten the clients that you have and what are you doing to get more clients?
4: I think um, my doing this whole time, my wife was going to school to be a speech therapist. Mm-hmm. So we really hunkled down and focus on survival. So I have honestly done zero marketing and zero like uh, business relationships scenario or anything. It's all just independent growth and working with the chiropractor and kind of like funneling people in who want to continue to build strength from the chiropractic side of things into the exercise side of things. So it's kind of a natural lead source and now that my wife is out of school and I don't have, I can start being a little more aggressive with my time and my money. And so hopefully I'll start doing some some ads, but also just going out to local places and letting them know that I exist. So that's kind of the, the plan right now.
5: And how long has she been out of school for? Like what's your time
4: frame as far as how things have progressed? She started work last week, so. Um, it's very, very fresh.
5: Very fresh. Yeah. Very, fresh. Yeah. very fresh.
4: Cool.
3: Cool.
5: So w- the clients that you've gotten, some of them are natural fit. They come from the chiropractic work. Are you having any, sh- you know, strangers come in off the street, people that are seeing your social media, or is everybody, you know, some type of referral or warm prospect that comes in?
4: Almost everybody's been pretty warm. I've had a couple um from social media like just posting stuff and they see it and then reach out to me and then we connect um, recently I saw like calling some old patients and stuff and doing things on the phone as well but that's that's really really it to be honest
5: gotcha gotcha so when people come in if they are mostly that warm prospect people that know what's going on do you have a specific sales process a package a way that you onboard new people
4: um for a long time I didn't and I saw that as kind of an issue so I started doing like preparing a little presentation and just kind of taking them through that based on what their individual goals are and having like three different packages um pretty standard process and then I uh I always do a free movement assessment when they come in so I can kind of level chat and let them know like where they're at and how I can help them be where they wanna be, you know.
5: Got it, got it. And you do some one-on-one, some semi-private sessions. How do you decide where somebody is gonna fit? Is it based on what they're looking to do, what you see in the assessment? Do you make recommendations based on
4: that? Yeah, definitely. Um, if somebody has like more experience with exercise, usually the class is a that better fit. But if somebody's pretty fresh into exercise or they, or they, um, am trying to think of the word, if they have more issues with like pain and injuries and stuff, then usually we'll start them in one on one. And I've had a couple who went through like a long, like four-month one-on-one process and then kind of transferred into more classes. Mm-hmm. Also have a couple hybrids where they'll drop into like one class a week and then do two one-on-ones. So it just kind of depends on the person. So you're keeping it really
5: individualized and prescriptive based on combination of what they want mm-hmm. and what you find that they actually need, what's gonna benefit them. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. And so, as you grow and develop this and you're starting to kind of make your foray into maybe doing some hand-to-hand marketing, some organic, some maybe even getting to ads, what's your long-term vision for the gym? What do you Mm -hmm. want to grow it to? Where do you want to be? Do you always want to be a one-man show? What's the future look like for you and and what are you going to do to get there?
4: So I've been putting a lot of thought recently into what the next step would be. I think I want to bring on another trainer and like pay them for like four hours a week just to do some admin stuff and then just let them grow it on their own and try to add more and more clients. So that way they can kind of be self-motivated. They can make a little more money if they get clients and I don't have to be as hands-on with them. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that person will be have their own niche too. Like I I'm very into the corrective exercise then into athletic development and performance. Like aesthetics is definitely not one of my strong suits. So bringing in somebody who's better at that. And I'd say eventually just, uh, I'd like to be at about 80 members um, recalling. So I'm halfway though. So hopefully bringing somebody on and then doing more marketing, I can get them. It's kind of the goal. Yeah.
5: Do you have a time frame in mind? Do you think like a year down the road is realistic?
4: Yeah, is- I'm, I'm, I have this space locked in for two more years. So I was hoping by the end of next year, I will be where I wanna be. And it seems to be trending in the right direction, but I'm definitely taking more steps towards getting there through whether it be business coaching or um, uh, new certifications and getting some new opportunities through equipment into the facility. So those are a couple of things I'm doing to hopefully get where I want to be. Cool.
5: cool. So most of us all get into this uh, because we love the training side of things. And, and that's something that whether we graduate up to being, A business owner who doesn't want to do the training anymore or can't because of time we generally never lose the love for that the the training side is almost a given but what we find is when we go from trainers or people in corrective exercise or somewhere on the fitness side to business owners there are things outside of the training that we find that we didn't expect that we love and some things that we don't ever want to do again so if you had to pick one from each basket right your number one thing as a business owner that you love to do and then the the number one thing that you you wish you could never do again um and that you'd like to delegate maybe maybe to that new trainer or just for some reason wave a magic wand and not do it again what would be the two sides of that coin
4: for you i have found that i love presenting and like teaching concepts and like helping other trainers or chiropractors um, learn about corrective exercise. So teaching is probably the other aspect I enjoy. <laughs> it's not most of the business stuff is not super enjoyable to me. So I'd mm-hmm. say the, the thing I was um, initially that I despised the most probably was sales and loaning that like selling is solving has definitely been a game changer for me. And then also just realizing like, I'm trying to get them to battle themselves. Like it's not sneaky, it's not grimy, but I just always had that perception in in the back of my head, I think. And I also needed more self-belief for sure. So as I've gotten better at training and better that sells is a little bit better, but I still don't love that process.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sales is one of those things that gets a bad reputation. Everybody wants to, uh, avoid being the used car salesman, you know, the slimy slimy guy who's maybe selling people things that they don't need or that they don't want or overselling. And and that can be tough, you know, thankfully almost all of us in the fitness business have a strong belief that what we're going to do is change someone's lives. And once you realize that you can't change someone's life, without presenting them the opportunity to it becomes less of a sale and as you said it's it's serving but it feels so much better than you know a lot of other things that i think you can sell people and there's there are different ways to go about it and like you said confidence and conviction and knowing you know as you develop your product and you see more members having great results and people it just becomes like hey you're sitting there in front of me and i know what i have to change your life do you want it and it's different than hey you don't need this you know 100,000 dollar car but it's really cool it's it's just a different it's definitely a different feeling so yeah lots lots of fitness pros trainers coaches owners just just really hate that aspect of things but you've had that mind shift it sounds like to where you realize that it's your job right you can't help somebody if they don't come and become your client right Money is yeah. just the vehicle that gets you there and lets you be able to get more clients and help more people. So it's really cool to see when gym owners and coaches have that
4: realization because it's really life-changing. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'd say one thing too, the 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 thing I enjoy that's more business-related is probably like design and, and the media stuff. Like I'm starting to enjoy that more. But that is... Yeah, that's what I'm at.
5: As far as when you say design, are you talking about design in the studio and the layout of it or like design when it comes to creativity, like social media or all of that? Are you just finding that you're a more creative person than you thought?
4: I'd say all of it. I, like I've always played music and written music and done things that are creative, but like applying that to a more business aspect of things has been fun so like the website design and stickles and t-shirts and and then the space itself and all that yeah it's fun
5: yeah it definitely shows like i said i was i was checking out the website and if you're listening to this definitely you know check out the website we'll give the we'll give the links and everything at the end but def- definitely some cool visuals and some designs and stuff like that that doesn't really carry over to an audio podcast, but it's, it's worth checking out. So, so it's cool. So you found some things that you didn't expect that have made it more enjoyable for you, probably helped you to kind of persevere through some of those tough times where you were, you were in survival mode and then, you know, help, help you look and find where you're going to dedicate your time as it becomes more available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So one of my other favorite things to ask because I get some amazing answers is if you could go back a couple of years ago, when, when this all started, all came together, right. And um, you know, COVID for people listening to this in the future, where everyone's going to listen to this in the future, I guess, but for people listening to this down the line, it's September, 2021. And, and we're still still fighting this COVID thing and nobody could have predicted that. So if, if we eliminate that, if you could go back to when you started all this and started thinking about it, and give yourself just one piece of advice, what would it be?
4: Hmm. Relax.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's a good I one.
4: think I think it's been two years of of like awesome improvement and personal development and helping people, and focus on that and not all the goes around it because it it tends to fall into place. Um, like, I, I never want to be somebody who just like sits back and lets life take them away, you know, and like a victim of circumstance. But I I also need to learn to relax sometimes because I'm like stressed and running all the place like a crazy person. And usually I just get less done when I like sit back and, and, plan and have a like calm mindset about things and I don't operate from a place of fear. I get a lot more done so that's that's what I'd say
5: yeah so when you say relax you're not saying kick back crack a beer and be lazy you're saying yeah take a couple deep breaths think about the situation come up with a plan and and get yourself whatever you call it getting centered getting you know in your mind state right but just don't don't let overwhelm kick your butt just take everything one step at a time. And and if you have a plan, you think you're more productive than if you're just fighting fires all the time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And I think like in the midst of those files, not freaking out is important, you know.
5: It it sure is. That's that's for sure. So we are coming to a close, regretfully. These are never long enough. But before we let you go. Where can people find that website? Where can they find you on social media? See what you're doing and reach out if they want to talk to you about Living Light.
4: Yeah, they can check out livinglightfitness.com. Most of the links to social media are on there. Um, my individual Instagram is lf. and I post like exercise stuff primarily on that as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it.
5: And that's trainer, David LLF, like living light fitness, right? Yes. Yep. Awesome. Well, David, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being here and sharing a little bit of what you're doing in living light. Hopefully somebody out there finds a little bit of inspiration takes away a nugget or two from it. And who knows, maybe they'll reach out and and pick your brain and see what you're doing out there. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks man. Have a good one. You too. To everybody out there listening, We hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, you want to be notified of new episodes, click the subscribe button, get notified, leave us a a review, a like, drop any type of feedback you have. And if you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you on. Everybody's got a great story to tell. We can all learn from each other. Fill out the link in the description. There's a form there. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. So everyone out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep changing lives, working hard, kicking ass, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Armando Del Campo. Armando, how's it going, man? Good, man. Yeah, thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So let's get right into this thing. So uh, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? So my name of my gym is Fifth City Gym, and we're located in El Paso, Texas. Fit Gym, El Paso, Texas. Got it, man. And how long have you guys been in business?
3: So the gym originally was in business for about five years, but I bought out the gym approximately 11 months ago.
1: Okay. All right, man. Awesome. So so you're so relatively new as, as a yeah. d- gym owner. Okay. Yes. All right. Awesome. So um, so you're new as a gym owner. I'm sure you've been into fitness for a while. So kind of what is your, uh, what's the journey that, that led you to becoming a gym owner?
3: So in college, I played football and rugby, and I was always into some type of form of exercise or endurance, things like that. And after I graduated, um, I wanted to maintain, you know, healthy lifestyle and whatnot. So I hired a personal trainer uh, to just keep me in shape, you know, get me ready for for any shows or just you know, to look good year-round. And yeah. uh, so I joined this gym about three years ago, and yeah, and ever, ever since then, I've just been... Into fitness awesome
1: man so how did it whenever you decided to buy the gym out how did all that come about were you interested or were you approached or how did that work out exactly so i was in,
3: uh, i was interested uh to have my own gym before all uh, before they offered me the gym but during the pandemic uh at least in texas everything was closed down for eight nine months yeah. and the place that was uh, this this gym was having a hard time either keeping members i mean everything was closed so people were canceling memberships and yeah. getting first and things like that and uh so the lady that owned it before uh before me had a hard time uh, you know paying rents paying her bills and whatnot and december of last year um she came up to me said hey like i'm going under i can't afford this for another month are you interested in buying it and i said yeah like just give me all your information what do you like how much how many members, like all the all the stats, like members, yeah. equipment, like do you have any debt, like, you know, things like that. And uh, yeah, everything worked out. And a month later, I, or a few weeks later, I bought the gym.
1: Awesome, man. So, so, I mean, the cool thing about it is that you got to, like, you're already familiar with the gym, right? Like you were there yeah. for three years. So you kind of had the perspective as a member, right, that you could kind of, you know, I mean, I'm sure you knew in your head some changes you wanted to make. Oh, for sure. So you yeah. could just take that to the table, like right away. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And how many square feet are you guys? It's almost seven thousand square feet. It's like almost six thousand and checks and change. Okay, awesome, man. So definitely above industry average there um, for a gym. So I mean, you got that going for you. Um, now, what are some changes? Uh, well, first off, let me ask: like, what is the the model exactly? Is it um, open gym? Like, and what else do you guys offer?
3: So yeah, it's an open gym. Uh, what's what makes my gym unique? There's only one other gym in the city who does the same thing is uh, there's no contracts. So mm-hmm. it's $30 a month, month to month. And once uh, you know, cause I, I get a lot of college students that come during the summer or, you know, things like that. People that come in town just for a month or two and they don't want to sign up a whole year and, you know, cause they're not going to be there for the rest of the year. So yeah. I do on $30 a month, uh, no sign up fee, no, no. It's just, just just a 30. And also I have about 13 personal trainers and what i do i charge rents for each trainer to use my facility to train their clients and uh depending on how many clients they have uh is how much i charge the rents so if you have any any let's say you have five clients that's 150 a month for those five clients that you pay me rents plus the membership that they have to sign up with so out of five clients i get 150 for rent and then 150 uh memberships monthly so that's 300 bucks per for five clients and then you have 10 clients, it's 300. And if you have anywhere between 11 to 19, it's 400. And if you have anything more than 20, it's 600. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I have 13 trainers. I have two big trainers who have more than 20 clients. They pay me the 600 a month plus their memberships of their clients. And then I have a lot of uh, cl- uh, trainers who have like seven, eight clients or five or three, or some that have like 10 or 11, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, off memberships alone that covers my rent and any expenses I have, like electricity, uh, cleaning supplies, uh, uh, to send a clean crew uh, twice a week, things like that. And yes. then the rents that the trainers pay me, that's all income, that's all profit, that's all. Okay. So that's,
1: yeah. All right. Awesome. So, uh, do what is um, so? How have you found it to? To navigate all that, like, do you guys like do you help furnish them clients at all? Like, if someone comes in wanting a trainer, or yeah. what do you guys do? So
3: I have a I have a binder with uh, references for all my trainers and what they have to offer. Like, I have a trainer who is specializes in like CrossFit exercises, hip cardio, endurance things like that. And then I have the more uh, bodybuilding style uh, trainers who you know focuses on like, you know, if you want to get ready for a show, for an NPC show, or you know, some type of a bodybuilding show. And then I have more like wellness trainers who just, it's for like the more elderly, just yeah. like, you know, you just basic exercise, like standing up or using bands, like very like simple, just for the people who are like above the age of 65, 70. Mm-hmm. And then like, so each trainer has their own thing. So I have a binder with information about every single trainer. And when the, depending on what the person's looking for, I show them the binders, like, okay, this guy this is what, how much he charges a month. This is what he has to offer. Uh, he does meal plans or whatever. And then if they're not interested, next page, there's have this lady who does this, and then you know so on and so on.
1: Okay. So, are the majority of your clients? Do they mostly come from the personal trainers?
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say about maybe ninety percent of them are from personal trainers, which okay. uh, is another benefit that uh, it it takes a little bit of responsibility off of me because the less clients they have, the less money they have, the less money they can you know for the for themselves. So it's, right. it's, it's their job also to bring in their own clients, to promote like, like the location to promote their services or whatnot for their own good too. like it, it, it'll benefit them a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I get walk-ins and then right from the walk-ins I'll distribute it. Like, what are you looking for? This, okay, here's this lady. Here's your information. Here's your number. Here's your email. Uh, contact, her, contact with her or whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. Got it, man. That makes sense. So I'm curious, did you ever, um, so obviously, so you put the the contractor thing in place. Did you weigh your options out? Like, did you ever consider like trying to build out your own PT department?
3: Uh, I did, but like, what I'm trying to do right now is that right now I don't have the space for it. I want to have like a, a special, you know, section for you know physical therapy things like that. And yeah. right now, my lease ends in about a year, and hopefully, I'm looking to buy a property that gives me a little bit more square footage where I can have a whole section on on just just that, like just physical therapy uh personal training uh just you know for the personal trainers and then a section for the general public yeah like, yeah that makes that makes sense yeah like at least for me like i've been in other gyms before and like some gyms it looks really cool they have like the general public gym and then have like a private gym right inside the same gym it's really weird but yeah. it's that's what i like i mean that's really cool and you know
1: so. no and that's that's a good way to do it and you know some of the gyms that we talk to like they've actually been able to even make it, make a section like that in their existing gym,
4: yeah. um,
1: like in the meantime. And, and sometimes for something like that, you don't need a lot of stuff. Like you could have, you know, if it's someone that's going to do PT, like, if you know, you have dumbbells, a few racks, you know, things like yeah. that. And I've saw people just mark it off. Even uh, this is kind of weird, but like with the, um, like the red velvet ropes, you know, yeah. like you see um, like on, yeah. on the runway or something like that. And what's so weird is like, it creates this thing people are like well what is
0: yeah what's exactly so special
1: about this and then they oh, yeah, exactly. like like once yeah. they feel
3: like they're like once they feel like they're alienated from a certain spot they're like oh, i want to be in there like well, what, what, what's what's the yeah. difference like what's a little bit more money and it's like okay like uh, yeah like, to, just to be like literally another side of the gym it's just it's really weird exactly but- man
1: yeah so i think that's something you know to, to consider even i mean that would be you know that would be a way that you could kind of get that going now you know what I mean and you know before you get to your facility. Um what um let's see so what changes did you make when you came in like um, right out of the
3: gate? First the first two months I did this it was mostly cosmetic. Uh the previous owners to save money they didn't really uh have the gym cleaned uh it was really dirty things like that. So the first two months I hired like a, a deep clean uh like I mean a I hired a crew to have, like, the gym cleaned like, very, very meticulously. Mm-hmm. I repainted the walls. I replaced some uh, some equipment that was already falling apart, like uh, the dumbbells that we have here. They're the rubber dumbbells, the cat rubber dumbbells, and that was already, like, falling apart. So I ordered new equipment, uh, fixed up machines that were broken. They've been broken for for weeks or months. And I just had, like, a whole... I spent a whole weekend. I closed the gym for about three or four days, and I just had everything done in the overall clean the walls and designs, adding, like, motivational quotes on the wall like things like that just to look more lively to look more yeah not like you know run down so
1: yeah that makes sense man that makes total sense so with um, like your guys current marketing strategy so what do you like what are you actively doing right now to get more members like to get new people in the door
3: so uh, for the most part what what i've noticed helped me a lot at least in the city in, in this part of the city where the gym is located it's I'm located like in the main street so the basic a huge banner with a huge arrow pointing like $3 yeah. a month no membership no no uh no contracts and yeah people just drive by and it's a major street I mean there's hundreds of if not thousands of people that cross that major street every single day they just pull up and there's oh it's $3 a month and there's no contract let's, just, let's, let's check it out yeah and, and once 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 in the door it's literally there's like I, I like to say maybe like an 80% chance they're gonna sign up it's just because the gym is always clean. Everybody's very sweet. I have um, the facilities are clean. You know, it's just every, everything everybody's looking for. Yeah. And So, yeah, it's just because I've, I've done commercial before. I've done uh, social media, uh, you know, advertisements and whatnot. And sure, it helps. But, like, let's say you, spent, you spend $4,000 on, on a commercial that airs for a month. By the time you make your money back, it's going to take forever, and it's only a month. And for the for the most part, either you break even or you don't make your money back. Yeah. And for me, I'd rather buy a six, a sixty dollar banner that will last me years and yeah. just have it outside outside the street. And that is, you know, it it's that brings you more a lot more clients than a commercial or, or some social media platforms.
1: Yeah, the cool thing about that is uh you know, it's really old school, like ground and pound way. But I mean yeah. it, that's that's tried and true. You know, yeah. like just the big arrow, nothing fancy, like here you go. Right. yeah like kind of leading you to the promised land. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And and that's one thing that we found. Um, you know, my gym, you know, we've done things like that. And I've noticed so when I do that, like that creates a pretty steady flow. And then if you can find some kind of you know, marketing, um, you know, commercials, I've I've done those before, same deal. Like paid a lot of money for them, and it was yeah. I got I don't think I honestly don't think I got anything off yeah, like, of it. Yeah,
3: like it looks cool, like it'll it'll be on TV for you know, for a few days or a few weeks or months, but, but it's like, okay, like who actually signed up from the commercials alone? Like you asked like 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 how do you see my gym or whatever? It's like, oh a friend or yeah. or this. but it's like it's really like oh the commercial. It's like the know.
1: commercial. Yeah. 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 I've uh yeah I, w- I was waiting on that because I had I had one for my gym and I used to own a supplement store before this. Yeah. same deal. Like I was always waiting on that person to be like your commercial and it just it just never happened. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really rare. So how much um, like okay? So you have your your trainers, your contractors. Um, mm-hmm. What other kind of staff do you guys have there?
3: Uh, for the most part, I have two employees, uh, front desk girl or two two girls. One works in the morning, one works in the afternoon. And then uh, I wouldn't consider employees, but it's a, it's a, com- a company that comes and cleans every uh, every two uh, two times a week. And then inside the gym, I have a a section where it's rented off and it's a kitchen and I it's a smoothie bar. And this lady provides smoothies, foods, uh, you know, healthy options. So people that yeah. coming like after the workout, they come out and say, "Oh, there's a healthy smoothie." Oh, there's a salad. There's a a wrap or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, she also pays me rent to use that little uh, section of the gym, and yeah. it's it's perfect. And a lot of people a lot of people come just to just get the smoothie and like. And then leave, and then like, oh, then they see that there's a gym here, and then they come back just to join the gym. It's it's, it's really cool. It's like yeah, so that dynamic.
1: Yeah, that that really is. Now, how much are you involved in the in the day to day activities right now?
3: Uh, I'm here twenty four seven, most part. Okay, Monday to Friday, or Monday to Sunday. Uh, I try I try to be here early as early, early as early as I can, and I leave as late as I can. So
1: yeah, yeah, just just putting yeah. the work in, right? Just, no, yeah, putting the work in.
3: It's like I said, I got this about 11 months ago, so I, I still have that, like, it's that uh, honeymoon phase where it's like, I yeah. want to be here for 7 and then my dad or my my parents tell me, it's like, you're gonna get burned out, like, you're gonna get tired of it, like, you're gonna hate it, and I'm like, no, no, no I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, like, eventually, it's just, right now, I love it, I love being here, I love walking around, helping people out, and just, like, yeah. you know, it's, it, for me, it's fun, like, it's a, it's a honeymoon phase, so I'm, just, I'm so, like, ecstatic, like, I, I walk around.
1: That's yeah. awesome, man, yeah, and that that's that's so cool, and you know, they they are right, but yeah, you know, while while you while you're in that phase, you know, definitely take advantage of it, you know, because for me, it took about about year three, I was like, man, I I've got to, I've got to scale, I've got to, I've got to get back, you know, a little bit. You know, yeah. I had people, I had a lot of employees actually. I had um probably too many employees. Um, because I did I did things wrong for a while, you know, uh for the first few years because I was modeling everything off of a corporate gym I worked off of or that I worked yeah. at. So, you know, that never really works out, you know, in a, in a local gym. Yeah. So Yeah. Like the first three years, uh, well, year three, I was like, I've got to get out of here more because I felt like, you know, like you, you don't have a life outside of that. And then when I was able to finally let go a little bit, you know, that's when I started to enjoy it again. So I think, you know, ownership comes with phases like that yeah and you're right i mean it's yeah it's the honeymoon phase and you know you're almost at a year now right like pretty much yeah now what else are you guys doing services so um are you doing any kind of group training or or classes anything like that
3: like i said i have some trainers that uh i think it's a smart idea because uh personal trainers who bring it that bring that have like they train a client one client an hour and they train like eight the day. but I have other trainers that bring in other clients within a, a specific time frame, and they do classes, but it's all based on them. So if there's an official class like I offer. It's all depending on the trainers.
1: Yeah. 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 That makes sense.
3: It all, yeah. it all depends on what they want to do. But yeah.
1: yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and, and that's cool. It sounds like you have some pretty motivated people. So what did you, uh, how did you find that many people to come on and train? Because I know a lot of areas now it's tough to find trainers.
3: Uh, so I've been in the fitness industry for, yeah, uh, and for, and, and private gyms for about in total, I would like to say maybe five years and my best friend is a personal trainer, his brother's a personal trainer, their friends are personal trainers. So when I got the gym, I just started reaching out to like, Hey, do you know any personal trainers who uh, are certified who have some type of experience who have clients? And so then they're like, yeah, look, I'll, I'll get back to you. And sure enough, within the first two or three months, uh, this, this gym originally had seven trainers and by March, which is about, yeah, about three, four months later, I got another seven trainers and each trainer brought in like maybe, um, minimum five clients. Some, one one brought about like 15 clients and so on and so on. So yeah, yeah, that's just because I was, I've been involved in this community for a long time that, and El Paso, it's, it's, it's a big, small city. It's where like, you can go out anywhere and you'll recognize someone but the population still big enough where it's considered like a major city. But so yeah, like it's, it's just, it's just knowing who you know, like if I know a personal trainer, I'm sure this personal trainer is other personal trainers. So you just yeah. reach out to one and reach out to the rest.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. It's all about networking, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you guys do, um, is there any like retail, like I know you got the smoothie bar, do you guys sell um, drinks or water supplements, anything like that?
3: uh no for it's really kind the the lady who does the smoothies she has uh she offers three waters but that's just what she wants to do and it's Mm -hmm. um i mean you can buy a a case of 30 30 plus waters for three bucks at sam's and she just buys 50 bucks worth and that'll last more than two three months because everybody brings in their own water bottles or whatnot but uh, as a retail um when I first got to the gym, I did order like a few T-shirts. I don't like how they turned out, so right now uh, my sister's actually helping me out with this. Uh, you know, for clothing for winter's coming, at least in, in, in the, here in El Paso. So I'm mm-hmm. looking for like sweatpants, sweaters. Yeah, uh, you know, good quality, something I can like not even make a profit, but enough for like it has my logo in it. So like if they're out and about, it's like oh, it's easy like where's that? And it's like it'll help me like promote just yeah. the gym based on people wearing my own apparel yeah that makes
1: sense like you want it to be you like yeah you're right like you want it to be good enough quality to where someone's going to wear it out like to to the grocery store or yeah, you know, yeah. or walmart or something like, like that
3: right you don't want like a hang sweater or like a gillian t-shirt and it's like by the third day it's like <laughs> fading away falling apart and it's like no, it looks bad yeah. it's like it has your logo on it so it'll, it'll make you look bad so it's like no good quality good quality if i break even perfect but it's like free promotion it's like wear it out to the store on a date like i just wear it out and then there you
1: go yeah yeah you know and that's also something we've done before too we've had members um you know in our apparel like if they would you know like you hold a contest for a month you know take a selfie with you know in your shirt like in the most random place basically and you know whoever was the most creative like would win a free month or something like that you know so that's a pretty cool way to get some free advertisement on social media yeah Yeah, so, yeah, man, it sounds like, um, yeah, so, I mean, everything is kind of, you know, after COVID, right, um, you guys have, have you started to pick up since that, because I know. Yeah, uh,
3: when I got to the gym, uh, I had about 100 members, and that wasn't even enough to cover rent. and, you know, with at least techs opening up, opening up a little bit more uh, capacity, uh, masks were still required, and I, I brought, I brought a, a crew of people to disinfect and I, I will always bring them when there's like a lot of people so they can see it's like oh yeah equipment. Just... so it's like people don't like okay well so they can feel more comfortable it's like and then they can tell their friends like oh no it's it's fine they're disinfecting every single day or whatever and eventually that became a little bit pricey, but people still kept that mentality it's like, oh don't worry this, this gym's clean but uh now it's uh i went from 100 members to we're now have 180 so mm-hmm. in about eight months, I gained eighty members, um, which is a big chunk. It's like almost double what I what I started with. And my goal is to hit at least my goal is to hit three hundred because three hundred is that sweet point where the members will pay for everything, and I'll have enough profit. Adding on, add, add, to add on with uh, whatever the the traders make me. Yeah. So it's a, it'll be a comfortable profit where it's like okay, I can. It's a it's a good enough lifestyle where like. I'm making enough, no, enough money. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, man. And so we're kind of like, we're running out of time here in the podcast. So uh, one thing I like to ask people, now you've already kind of said like what you want. So in a year from now, um, what does growth look like for you? Like where, where would you want your business to be in a year?
3: Uh, in a year, 300 members uh, with a property somewhere near this area already being constructed um preferably new equipments newer equipments um and in the phase of moving out this gym to that other location in a bigger location yeah yeah so that's, that's my goal cool. with it only here it's a lot of work but you know it's, it's it's possible
1: got it man well armando man thank you so much for being on the podcast oh, thank you. yeah um hopefully this was um good for you hopefully you got some value out of it and i know Yeah, good, man. I I know that our audience will enjoy it as well. So thank you again. No, thank you. All right. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can hear more. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out.